Hey, are you in sales and you want to know how to smash that glass ceiling? Do you want to make more money than you ever thought was possible? You're in the right place. My name's Sandra Carter. I've been in commercial real estate for over two decades and I know how to sell. I'm going to teach you the habits, the formulas, the tips, the tricks and the tools that you will need to be a superstar salesperson in whatever field you're in. So sit back, relax, tune in and listen to my podcast, Million Dollar Agent, and let's smash some glass ceilings together. This episode is brought to you by M2 Moringa. Hey, hey, Million Dollar Agents, it's Sandra again, and welcome to episode 23. In this episode, we're going to talk about having a positive attitude and how you can make sure you have one. It's not something that you just naturally have as a person because life is really hard. Now, one of my favorite quotes of all time is by Dr. Zeus, and that is, the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. Now, I love that because it's so funny, first of all, and it's so true. Now, the difference between the people that keep succeeding and the people that don't is how they cope when things get rough. And if you're doing certain things in your life that are going to erode your coping mechanism and erode your attitude, so you've got a negative attitude, you are not going to deal with situations well. If you're constantly working on yourself, you're working on your attitude, when things do get rough, it's going to be so much easier to handle these situations. Now, attitude can be defined in a few ways. It can be defined as simply as the arrangement of the body parts, which is your posture. So you could have a slumpy shoulder attitude where, you know, the whole world is doom and gloom and you're an e or, or you could have shoulders back, hands on hips, I am superwoman, wonder woman, Superman attitude, and you're going to have a completely different persona, and you're also going to have a different uh, internal feel about what's happening in that particular moment, regardless of what's happening. Another definition is a mental position in regard to fact, so how you perceive yourself in regard to something that's going on. The other thing is a feeling or emotion towards a state, so it's how you emotionally feel. I've said this in another podcast where the voices in our head are like having a mental patient in the room. So if the voice in your head was sitting beside you as a person on the couch and talking to you the way you talk to yourself, you'd be like, what is wrong with you? Will you shut up? You wouldn't put up with it. But so many of us put up with the natter in our heads and let it affect our day-to-day lives. And that's really dangerous because you need to stop that natter. You need to make sure that you're in control of that because it does affect your mindset. It does affect your attitude. It does affect your posture and it affects the way that you react towards certain situations or any situations. So it's so fascinating that attitude is not actually controlled by any external forces. It's all in your head. So it's something that you can control and it's something that you need to get good at fixing it, working on it and making sure that it's healthy. Just like you want to make sure your body's healthy, you want to make sure that your mind is healthy and your attitude is healthy too. It's something that you need to take time out and and really assess your attitude because if you're letting stuff get 
you down to the point where it's affecting the rest of your life, there's an issue. You need to face that. So what are some things we can do to improve our attitudes? Well, one of them is a really basic one, and that's simply breathing. It's when stuff goes wrong, when things go pear-shaped, don't react immediately. Sit back, take a big deep breath or a few, and really assess the situation before you flip out, before you respond, before you do anything, you need to take a good deep breath. And breathing's it's the magic potion, right? It, it feeds your brain and allows you to cope. So breathing just is, yeah, it's so underrated. Breathing can make a big difference. So stop, breathe, think, don't react. Once you've got a bit of oxygen in your brain, you'll be thinking more clearly, literally. You would have cleared out the the fog in your brain and you will be able to make better decisions and put things in perspective. That's really where you need to start. Now, walking away is sometimes a good thing to do too. I had a day this week where everything seemed to go wrong. It was bad phone call after bad phone call and it was bad news. And I just thought, wow, okay, this is not my day. Now, once upon a time, I would have gone into the cave in my mind and thought, wow, I'm having all this bad luck. I would have accumulated the things together or three lots of bad luck or whatever and um, being really down on myself about it and not coped with it at all. And instead of doing that, what I've learned to do is go, this day is not for me, down tools, go and do something else walk away from the situation and clear out the cobwebs. It's an interesting story and this is nothing to do with business. But when I was in my teens, I started playing polo and a gentleman who uh, had a big farm used to let me come and ride his horses after school. And I used to go and work his horses and on the weekend he used to let me play them, which was a perfect arrangement for me. Anyway, one day I turned up at his farm And one of his horses had fallen down a well and I was freaking out. I'm like, there's a horse down in a big ditch in a a hole and it was one of his good polo ponies, it was one of his favourite horses and he said, let's go and have a cup of tea. I I was, I'm thinking, get a crane, get something in. But his reaction was so calm and he was like, sometimes these things just happen. Let's go and have a cup of tea. So we go up to the house, have a cup of tea piece of cake. He's not panicking at all. Completely fine, completely calm. When we go back down to check the horse, the horse has actually got itself out of the hole. It solved the problem. And it was a big lesson for me. I think I was 15 at the time. And I was like, well, I'm going to so use that for the rest of my life. Walk away. So you need to do those things. Now, I'm not suggesting by any means to walk away from an emergency situation that needs attention. But He was more experienced than me, clearly, years and years, and just knew that sometimes things just work themselves out. So you really need to, rather than get caught in the moment, sit back, have a good think and go, I'm just going to let the dust settle and see if this works itself out. Now, meditation is another tool you can use to control your crazy natter in your head. 
Now, you shouldn't meditate after stuff goes wrong. What you should be doing is making a daily practice of five minutes where you sit down and get control of your thoughts. Because if you're doing it, when things have gone pear-shaped and you've got a crisis, you're not going to be able to focus and you're not going to be able to calm your mind. But if you're doing it when things are normal and you get better at it and you build that meditation muscle so that you can relax and you can calm your mind, you'll be able to go back to that place when you need it, when you when things do go pear-shaped. You'll be able to get there faster because it's definitely uh, something that takes a lot of practice. Ultimately, life's about choices, right? So if you're making choices to meditate and calm your mind, when things go pear-shaped and you have to make other decisions... All decisions are a crossroad and they may be a major intersection or they may be a little tiny dirt road. But whatever you decision you make, if you're in a heightened state of uh, emotion when you're making a decision, you're not going to make the right one. More often than not, you're going to make the wrong one. And there's other things that you can do to make sure that this doesn't happen. You want to be on your game, calm, focused, plenty of oxygen, clear mind and in control. This way you can put things into perspective. And really, is that crisis such a big deal? Are you just having a bad day? Is there a few things that have come together at the same time and really put a dampener on your day? But if you step back, I like to do the two-year, five-year forecast and go, okay, what what does this particular crisis mean for me in two years' time and in five years' time? And often when you get to the five-year mark, They don't mean anything at all. And more often than not, even in two years and even in 12 months time, that thing that's going wrong in your life right now that may seem so incomprehensible and impossible, in 12 months time, is it really going to rate? Is it really going to matter? So do that. Put things into perspective because don't waste good energy that could be put elsewhere into something that doesn't matter in 12 months' time, two years' time, five years' time. You're way better off stepping away in that moment, ripping off the Band-Aid, getting on with it, focusing your energy into something that will matter, big picture. So another thing you can do to always have a really good attitude is to be grateful because it's absolutely impossible to be miserable and grateful at the same time. You can't do it. Try it. It's impossible. So you want to make sure that every day that you think of three things, and they might be really simple things. They might be you walk out the back of your house and you see your beautiful garden and you go, thank you, universe. I want more of that. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my lovely pets who love me. It could be anything. Thank you for the opportunities I've been given today. Just three things, little, big, doesn't matter. Because when you're in that grateful mindset, your attitude's going to be pretty good. And anything that comes your way that day, when you've compared it to something as important as your family, you think, it's just a bump in the road. Get on with it. Next. So let's talk about some things that are going to kill your attitude, things that you might be doing now And you're walking around like Eeyore, all doom and gloom, and you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. Let's talk about things that are making that happen, because clearly we've established that attitude is an internal 
problem, not an external problem. Everything about your attitude is coming from you. It's coming from within you. So what could you be possibly doing wrong that's going to make this worse? Well, firstly, doubting yourself. Stop overanalyzing everything you're doing. Stop doubting yourself and listening to the white noise. And whether that's negative feedback, it's the trolls on on Facebook and Instagram, don't pay attention to those people. Don't. And probably the biggest problem is that crazy person in your head. Get out of your own way. So stop doubting yourself. Just get it done. Get, get on with it. Things don't have to be perfect to get them started. Just get started. So yeah, if you doubt yourself, you're definitely going to have a bad attitude. Don't do that. Everybody's in the same boat. And this is the amusing thing. Whatever you're putting out there, as long as you're authentic, as long as you're trying your best and you're not trying to steal from something else, steal from someone else, you're actually going to feel better about yourself and your confidence is going to be better and your attitude is going to be better and it all ties together. So that brings me to another point. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Do your own thing. Don't do things because you're trying to impress somebody else or because you're worried about what they think of you. Don't think about that because you will never get out of your own way. People think all sorts of things of you and most people are going to be thinking good things about you, but they're never going to tell you. You know, there may be some haters out there. Don't worry about the people on social media because they're probably just jealous of what you're doing anyway. So just be yourself, be authentic, be confident, and your attitude will be excellent. I promise you. Okay. Some other attitude killers, not looking after yourself. Good health and good attitude go hand in hand. And again, this comes down to confidence. So if you haven't looked after yourself, you're feeling rubbish. Emotionally, you're going to feel rubbish as well. So when things get hard and things hit the fan, you're going to find it harder to cope because you're not feeling well. So you really need to make your health a priority. And this goes all the way back to episode number one which is, it's all about you, about you taking care of yourself. So if you're making your health last priority, I can guarantee your attitude is terrible and you are going to have massive problems coping when things go pear-shaped. So start putting yourself first. Now, this is something that I've struggled with because typical burnt chop syndrome, I call it in my house, where the mother gets the burnt chop and everybody else gets the good chop. So this is where you put everyone in front of your, everyone's needs in front of your needs, everyone's health needs in front of your your own. You don't go to the doctor because you're too busy taking the kids to the dentist, that type of thing. But if you're no good to anyone else, then you're no good to yourself. So you need to make sure you do prioritize your own needs and your own health and you're looking after yourself, and you're getting in a good routine, and you're spending some time exercising and all of those things. And that'll build your confidence as well as, and then your attitude's going to be better as well. So again, all ties in. So another thing that absolutely kills your attitude is turning to drugs or alcohol or both to cope when situations go bad. These will, without doubt, in any situation, make the situation worse. They might make it feel good for the moment and they might make it feel like your problems have gone away. But when you have to actually face your problems and deal with them head on, you're going to find that it's going to be harder. 
with a hangover or with whatever after effect you have from whatever you've used to cope. It just doesn't let you have a clear mind and it might like water down your demons, but big picture stuff, two years, think of that, five years, think of that. It's not going to be ending well. The big picture is not better because you've used drugs and alcohol to cope with a bad situation or a bad day. So it will affect your attitude because you're not solving any problems. And look, I'm a good expert on this. Today is the three-year anniversary for me quitting alcohol altogether. I don't drink alcohol and it was problematic in my life and it wasn't allowing me to solve problems and it made me make bad decisions and take roads that were probably in the two-year and the five-year and the 10-year plan not the right roads to take because I wasn't thinking with a clear mind and my attitude was terrible. So rather than have to worry about that on top of all of the other curveballs that life throws me, I took one of those problems out of play, which is drinking alcohol. Now, this is not a podcast on sobriety, but if you've got a problem with alcohol, definitely reach out to me and I can give you some tips on how to manage that. Now, I'm a boots and all person. So if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it as much as I can, as hard as I can. And I don't I can't do things half-heartedly. So and drinking was one of those things. So I don't do it. Now, you might be somebody that can control it. You can, you can be a one glass a week kind of person, and that's wonderful. But I think the Australian drinking culture is pretty terrible here. Sometimes I hear uh, the talk show radio hosts uh, glamorizing alcohol, and I just think there's something wrong with this. And I guess there's a lot of tax being pulled out of the tobacco and alcohol industry. So they're not really going to flag the health issues that it brings to the country. But yeah, I do think there is a big white elephant in the room when it comes to our drinking culture. But social drinking is one thing, but if you're using it to cope, that's a whole different elephant. That's a hot pink elephant with big purple polka dots on it. And that elephant needs to be looked at. We can't ignore that. Yeah. So if you have one of those pink elephants, just drop me a line. Happy to have a chat and tell you how I did it. Uh, lots of bad decisions come from bad coping mechanisms, including drinking alcohol. So you really need to have a good hard look at how you're coping with things that go wrong. And again, it comes down to attitude. And the bottom line is it starts with you. So if you look after yourself mentally and physically, you'll be able to cope better and you won't need to drink alcohol or take drugs or uh make decisions that are going to be bad for you in the two-year forecast and the five-year forecast and the 10-year forecast. So that's really it for episode 23. And let's do a little bit of a recap. Uh, Yeah, it's all about positive attitude. And there's things to do to make your attitude better. And it's not something you're going to be born with. And it's not something you're going to naturally be a positive attitude, upbeat person. Those people are working on it in the background. They're not just born like that. So you need to do things to improve your attitude muscle. Breathing, walking away from a situation that's going pear-shaped, walking away from a day, downing tools so that things just get to settle and then you can reassess them. Putting things in perspective, big picture stuff, small picture stuff, five-year plan. Make sure that things are not getting on top of you that really don't need to. Being grateful, be grateful for three things every single day because it's really hard. It's actually impossible to be miserable and grateful at the same time. You cannot do that. 
And stop doing the things that kill your attitude off, like doubting yourself, worrying about what everybody else is doing, getting in your own way. You need to blaze your own trail. Not looking after yourself, not looking after your health, not looking after your mental health, making yourself the last priority. That's not going to help your attitude. You need to look after yourself. And finally, taking drugs and alcohol to cope with any situations. Never makes any situation better, only makes it worse, and it actually destroys your capacity to cope. So yeah, that's it. The bottom line is it all starts with you. So that's a wrap for episode 23. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. My name's Sandra Carter. I'm a commercial agent. You can find me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook under Sandra Carter Commercial Agent. Keep selling hard and work on your attitude. Have a positive attitude and smash that glass ceiling. This episode was brought to you by M2 Moringa. Now, this is a tea tonic that I have every single morning. I have it with lemon and hot water, and it's so packed with vitamins that I've had to throw away all of my pills because I don't need them anymore. It has vitamin A, vitamin B1, B2, B3. It's got vitamin C, it's got calcium, it's got chromium, it's got copper, it's got iron, magnesium, it's got magnes, it's got phosphorus, potassium, protein, and zinc. So I'll put the website in the show notes below. And the website is www.m2, the number two, moringa, M-O-R-I-N-G-A.com.au. See you next time.